We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to Light Years, the Pacific Catch post game show. The morning after. Andy Lou, we're recording this 10 a.m. New Year's Eve. How are you feeling? Oh, I feel great. Best stretch of basketball the Warriors are ever going to play. It's New Year's Eve, end of the year. It's a perfect way to end it. It's pouring rain outside. I'm literally looking out the window. It's, it's absurd. We got great college football games today. Pacific Catch. The- what you yeah, about? I made the mistake of going out to get a coffee and then the rain just came down on me. But you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it. Um, yeah, this is the best stretch of basketball the Warriors played. Four in a row without Steph is just absurd. Mm. But I feel like we talked about this when Steph got hurt. This homestand will tell us if they're serious or if it's going to be a tank year. You know what I mean? And so far, through four games... They look very serious to me. They look primed to make a very big run when they get Steph back. Um, and I think the Portland game last night was easily the most impressive. Well, Christmas is pretty impressive too. I tell you that. But um, the fourth quarter specifically, uh, Draymond, wow, Kuminga, Dante. Didn't that feel like Warriors basketball at the defense? That was, was peak Warriors basketball. It was shades of Andre Godala. And, you know, the interesting stuff is that it happened against Portland, who we've seen this happen to a million times. How many times have the Warriors done this to Damian Lillard and, and CJ McCollum and Mo Harkless and Yusuf Narkis? We didn't play last night, but like, how many times have we seen the Warriors do this to them? And it was the exact same formula last night. It was Portland getting buckets. I mean, they got buckets for three and a half quarters. Like, it's what they do, right? But when it came down to it, it was the Warriors taking away Dame, taking away Anthony Simons, taking away Jeremy Grant, who yeah, that's a pretty good scoring trio, but that's what the Warriors do to them. They've done it for almost seven years now, right? So that was peak Warriors basketball. That was that was incredible. I thought they'd lose shorthanded four games in six nights. Portland with like three nights off since their last game. So I thought they'd lose that game, Sam. You could look at the box score here at Portland. They played their main guys 40 plus minutes. So it was it was an effort that I think yeah I mean it's a it's a season changing um it's a statement right this homestand so far it's a statement sixteen points allowed in the fourth quarter yeah I just keep walking away from it like 
it feels like how the Warriors felt at the beginning of 2021-22, where Draymond was so locked in defensively. And they they had all those home games off the start, and they went on that 18-2 and two run. And, you know, when we were watching it in the beginning of 2021-2022, we were saying how it felt like 2015 again, right? Yep. Uh, and all this is just kind of alluding to it just feels like Warriors basketball where they're aggressive defensively, they move the ball offensively, and they win. They make winning plays um, on both ends of the ball. And I, I think not enough can be said about how impressive it is to do it, not just without Steph, but without Wiggins as well. Um, Jamichael and Wiseman didn't play. Um, say what you want about them, but like literally they had two centers, Looney and Draymond. <laughs> they had no backup. Yeah. So it's like yeah. shorthanded all the way through and it doesn't matter. And it's like, can we just talk Draymond real quick? Cause you, you know how it is with him. The stats will never do the story. I mean, he had 10, 11 and four, which is a good Draymond game, but it's just when he takes it to that other level uh, defensively, again, the team out in transition, I, I don't know. I just, I still think he's underrated as a player because he's not a scorer. He is, and maybe he's even underrated to the Warriors fan base sometimes. I mean, as we saw in the beginning of the season, he's he's obviously playing through an injury, which you can't you can't tell. The only reason why we know he's playing through an injury is because DiVincenzo brought it up at the end of last game. So mm-hmm. I, I had no idea. I mean, I, I guess they said he's questionable with a foot or something. Like it just he's not talking about it. It's not great when when Draymond has a back injury because he was out for however long he was last season. Two, right? two plus months. Yeah. Two plus months with a back. And he was so limited when he came. Like, it, I think we can all publicly yeah. admit he was probably 75% in that playoff run. Like, he, you can you can tell the physical difference with what we saw then versus, you know, now or pre-back. He had to, like, reach deep into his soul mm-hmm. to, to put some of his performances out there, especially games five and six against Boston. But so that's a little scary, but. He looks incredible. I wasn't here, you know, you, you brought, I wasn't here this week, so I wasn't able to do the shows against Charlotte, but what he did, Charlotte and, um, what was the last, the last game, Sam? The, it's, it's, it's the, the performance that he did in the fourth quarter of the last game was something special, though. It was on a back-to-back with Draymond, pretty much the only the guy to, the ja- yeah, the Jazz game. It and, took and me they, a second to, <laughs> like, I forget that. Yeah. It's been a long, it's been a long, good week for the Warriors. And then tonight, and like I said, he's been doing this forever against Portland, but you said no Wiggins. Uh, just a lot of IQ that's missing, even though Kaminga's awesome defensively right now or trending that way. He's still There's still a lot to be desired there. Jordan Poole defensively is missing a lot. Clay Thompson is. It, just, it feels like it's just him out there sometimes, especially as the big man. He's blocking shots. He's grabbing rebounds, and he's help side. So, and you and you look at it, and he's doing this all, all injured, and it's... um. I don't know. He's not he's not going to win defensive player of the year. He's not even talked about as defensive player of the year, but there is not one player out there that you would rather have uh in a def- in a playoff scenario more than Draymond. Like there's not a single player that I'd rather have more than Draymond Green in a in a in a playoff scenario on defense. It's, not a single it's, player. Not close. It's so it's so funny. He's going to retire with one depoy and it's just like People already do it now. You want to know how obnoxious it's going to be in a decade when people are like, he wasn't that good, like looking at basketball yeah. reference. You think I'm a salty old man now. You don't want to see me. You don't want to see me when some like 21-year-old comes in my mentions and tells me like Draymond wasn't that good in, in a decade. Who, who's the, <laughs> who's a defensive player of the year right now? Like uh, Brooke Lopez? Is is that like the top deep? deep I, 
Draymond's I, so much better. I, I get I, it. Yeah. I mean, but honestly, like it, it would be. I mean, if you're gonna give it to a buck, give it to Giannis. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't like no one's really stood out uh, in the way that you know Depoys do. Um, maybe Bam. Maybe Bam's got a shot. I don't know. It, it's everyone's it's like just a poor man's version of Draymond. At sure, best, right, Bam. I mean, it does kind of speak to what matters in terms of skill yeah, set. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's like the. Uh, the, the protege and the teacher, like Bam's like a little, you know, little Draymond. Um, <laughs> even though he's bigger, even though he's bigger, <laughs> but he is a little Draymond. He is. Um, the one player we haven't talked much about is this week's Chase Cashback Player of the Week, Dante DiVincenzo. Last week was Draymond, couldn't give it to him again. Have to go with Dante. Dante just, I thought he was going to be a good fit for the Warriors, and that bet just times it by a thousand because he is exactly the type of player that thrives with the Warriors. You know, a little bit of inconsistent shooting this week, um, but averaging eight rebounds, four to five assists, three steals. And honestly, like he's playing like Marcus Smart or Alex Caruso, who, in my opinion, have always been like the standard bearer for like the guard version of Iguodala and kind of that versatile high IQ um, defensive player who can also function in a motion offense that the Warriors have always wanted. They're getting that from Dante, and sky's the limit with him. So he's my chase cashback player of the week. Also, huge cojones this stretch. He's, he's going to make himself a lot of money. Somebody texted me last night. I was like, he's going to make he's going to make fifteen million plus uh, after the season. He's not going to be a warrior. That's that's for damn sure. So it's gonna be a warrior next season. I'm gonna hold out. I'm gonna hold out some hope there, but <laughs> you know, it, I'll, I'll... <laughs> but uh, just, just I mean, just a lot of money, huge stones. Uh, I don't know how you take them out of the the maybe even the closing lineup for a warrior if you're Steve Kerr, but just a massive stretch here from Dante. Awesome basketball, just a winning player. You knew Steve Kerr was gonna like him when yeah. they signed him, and I think yep. it's been an A plus plus. Dante DiVincenzo, your Chase Cashback Player of the Week. Um, so we got a tweet from Will Harris, which I'm going to put up here because it'll kind of the other things we haven't talked about regarding, uh, the Blazers game last night. I think he brings up a good point here. Pool thrive. He goes, main takeaways pool thrives as the engine of the offense. Clay rises to big moments, but is still the worst at clock management. And Kuminga is already a good defender. Can he be great? Is there any way? Dante DiVincenzo, long-term warrior, only 25, and then Draymond shut the water off. So we talked about Draymond and Dante. Let's talk about Poole here. 41? Um, whenever Poole goes off like this, I'm kind of reminded of something you said on the preview, the preseason pod, which was Poole's path to stardom is not getting better defensively. It's like becoming that like Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard type of offensive Man. force. Like, there's no world in which he's going to turn into draw on defense. What matters is he goes from being kind of inconsistent on offense, which he was to start the year, and turns into, you know, kind of a machine the way like Donovan Mitchell's been in in Cleveland, for example. I'm not going to compare him to Steph because that's unfair. Yeah. You, I'm going to throw it back at you because you brought brought up something I said in the preseason. You brought up something about Jordan Poole with Steph where Mm -hmm. it's just going to be hard to watch the guy after Steph Curry. And mm-hmm. I find myself doing that with Jordan Poole. He had seven turnovers last night. Some of the decisions that he makes are just confounding. I'm just, I'm so confused watching him play basketball. 
and you know, you know, that's the stuff I hate. It, it's just the crazy shots, the, 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 just the dribbling for no reason. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he hits the massive three that pulls him within mm-hmm. one point. He has 41 against a team Portland that, you know, they, frankly, they should have lost that game, but it allows the Warriors to go um, shot for shot with that team because Portland has this ton of offense. And without Jordan Poole, even if his plus minus isn't great, even if the efficiency isn't great, without the shots that he creates, without the offense that he creates, they're not even close to 4-0 in the stretch, right? And you can say the same for a lot of these guys, but there's not many players in the NBA, especially on the Warriors, that can duplicate his skill set. It's It's Steph. And it's Jordan Poole. That's it. So the value that he has, I think, to this team is is so immense because it's like, you know, as much as Clay can can make shots, he can't dribble the way that he does, and just can't create the way that he does. And, and Jordan Poole's gotten so much better at passing the ball too. Um, when he doesn't have a good shot. <laughs> the, Will Harris's Clay comment about still the worst with clock management reminds me of um, you remember what Andre Godal told the story last year. He said um, when we we're trying to close out a game we would purposely not pass it to clay because we know he'd shoot it. Like when they're trying to run out the clock, they just pass it in four quarters around. Did clay. it last night. Yeah. Did <laughs> it last night. I don't know. That always makes me laugh. Clay is who he is. You can't love the guy who has like the biggest stones in an elimination game six and then hate this guy who you know, maybe shoots a little bit. It's just, it just is what it is with him. I think you know? Poole's getting there too. Right. Yeah. I think Poole's to that. Not, not getting that he's not there, but there's a lot of playoff moments to go. But isn't he that type of player? He's that type of player where it, it you've if you love the stuff that he does that makes him successful, you can't hate when he makes like he just dribbles out of bounds. Right, <laughs> right, right. He tried he tried to make that same play he did against Pumley uh, in between the legs, fake uh fake one way goal. And it's just he dribbles out of bounds. And you're just like, you know, he's got the stones to make that three and to make that clinching layup that he did against Utah. And you just you just kind of have to live with that stuff. Not everyone's gonna be Steph. It's yeah. not every and even Steph makes mistakes. And so I think I'm learning. We just, we just don't publicly acknowledge them. <laughs> My you knew it. No, Steph has never made a mistake on, on according <laughs> to the light years pod. My New Year's resolution, we'll get to this, is that I need to stop being so hard watching the games. I'm just like and just get so mad yeah, when Jordan makes it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> wait, should we get into that? Because you, you I do feel like you compare everything to 73 and 9, which is just unfair, you know, yeah. like because yeah. that was perfection. Um it's it's hard. It gets tough, and then you get get all the way to the end of the game, and the Warriors win the game. And it's a lot of a lot of what Jordan Poole did well, and a lot of Clay Thompson. The thing about the thing about Clay and Draymond, and why I never public ever get mad at Clay is because he's done so much. They've won championships, right? And so I think maybe that's the same thing with Jordan Poole. So you just got to see him do a lot of this in the playoffs, and then you just kind of. I mean, it's it's obvious with Steve Kerr. I mean, Steve hates it too. Uh, but I think he's gotten used to it now, and I think he also has no choice but to play Jordan Poole now, mm-hmm. but he's gotten used to it. You don't see him losing his mind as much with some of Poole's decisions, so I, I think, think you uh, also, um, yeah. to tie into the Poole thing, um, even when they had KD, they struggled when out, whenever Steph didn't play, and yeah. it's not like they're not in the big picture struggling without Steph, because Steph's one of one, one of the five best of all time. You can't just replicate that. But the fact that Poole plays the same position as him, and you can kind of run the same offense, and maybe you're getting 85% of Steph, it does make it a little easier for them to get away, you know, just to, to tread water, or in this case, make a, make a run without Steph. Uh, and that's not something they've been able to do in previous years. So that's kind of a... 
that's also a, a positive quality about point of day 41. He's averaging 29 points Jeez. per game Jeez. since Steph went down. I don't know what else you can ask for. Wow. Um, but you know what? It feels like this period's been good for Clay. It's definitely brought the best of Draymond out. It's also been good for Poole. Maybe they needed Steph to step away so that they would just kind of be like, all right, he, no, we're no longer being carried by number 30. I got to kind of like get myself into it. You know, so, you know, it's, it's like one of those things where, um, when you pull off the training wheels, you, you either figure out how to ride the bike or you fall, you know? And yep. that's kind of, that's kind of how it feels for these guys. They, they might go eight and on this homestand. Jesus. It's a soft, it's a soft schedule coming up too. It's, I mean, teams, Suns without Booker and they've got some East bad teams and the Hawks are falling apart and just, you can go eight and, and Wiggins is back on Monday, right? So it, it could be a really, I mean, it's already a season turning stretch here, four and zero to start the yeah. homestand. But when it, they're they're two games back, Sam, they're two games back from the four seed. Two games. They <laughs> might be the four seed when they go on the road. I mean, I was hoping for five and three without like anytime you have a winning record without Steph, I think it's a win. At this point, I'll be disappointed if it's not at least seven. If they don't win three out of the next four, I'll be disappointed. That's where I'm at with this. And honestly, they should win all four. Kind of expecting there to be like that one game where things just go awry, but still anyway, you slice it. Like they're going to, there's a, they're probably going to end this homestand above 500. Thank goodness. And you know, good way to rough couple, rough first couple months of the season, but what a way to, to kind of bring it into 2023, get back to Warriors basketball. Yep. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
New segment, guys. Well, not even a new segment. It's New Year's Eve. So we're going to give our New Year's resolution for the Warriors. Andy, you want to go first with your resolutions, and I'll give mine afterwards. Yep. Mine are, and I, I kind of thought about trades and this and that, but no, it's just it's going to come down to internal young player development and specifically two guys. Two guys. One is going to be Jordan Poole. We just talked about him. It's going to be, can you maintain your aggressiveness? Can you maintain what's making you great right now? Averaging 29 points without Steph in the lineup. Can you maintain that when Steph comes back? Because he's going to be coming off the bench. He's not starting. Let's put that to rest. He's not starting when Steph comes back. So can you stay this guy, sustain this performance when Steph is back? That's number one. Number two, and the only other young guy that I think matters the rest of this season, Jonathan Kaminga, right? Can you become... Gary Payton too, which is what they want him to be. I think he can do more. I think he can he can finish uh, better in that kind of five-foot range around the basket. He can be a better scorer there. He can hit a three, kind of like GP2. But defensively, can you become as good as GP2 or close to? And that means guarding Damian Lillard like he did last night, guarding Jordan Clarkson, guarding LaMelo Ball, just hounding guys up and down. He's actually even more athletic than GP2. It might not be as quick off his feet, but I think development-wise, can he become that guy? Because if they can get him to be that guy and then develop the rest of his game, his handle, blah, 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 whatever, I mean, that's another elite two-way wing that they can get to put next to you know Wiggins, Dante, et cetera. So those are the res- New Year's resolutions. And because if those two guys can get better and maintain their play, I mean, this is a championship team again, again, come June. Nice. I like it. I have three. Sorry, have to go. Have to go extra long. But my three Warriors New Year's resolutions are one: Jonathan Kuminga. Yeah, find a jump shot. (laughs) Um, I don't even mean that facetiously. Right now, Kuminga is good enough to defend in high leverage situations. What we know will happen in the playoffs is teams are going to have the scouting report on him, and they're going to leave him open in the corner. And all and uh, not guard him and kind of make him prove it in a way that's going to force Steve to either pull him off the court or kill their offense. It's the type of thing they've done for years to Andre Godala. Andre was always able to hit the shots when they mattered to keep defenses honest. Honestly, if Kuminga develops a jump shot, he's a star because that's the only thing holding him back from stardom at this point. Like he's got the athleticism, he finishes inside way too easy. He can. He might be all NBA defensive caliber wing in a couple of years. Like he's trending that way. He's already very good. It's only a matter of time before he's probably as good as like the Wiggins of the world and, and those type of guys. Um, the big thing right now is you don't have to guard him at the three-point line. And maybe Portland can't exploit that, but the good teams can. The, the serious teams that you play in May and June will. So my first New Year's resolution is Jonathan Kuminga. Let's figure out that three-point shot. I don't think it's broken. He's had periods where it's gone in. Uh, it's just inconsistent now. So that's one. Number two, my second Warriors New Year's resolution is find <laughs> one player to fix your front court depth. Um, to date, Jamichael Green has not worked out. He was signed to replace Otto Porter. Just hasn't worked out, right? Wiseman, while he's given them some good stretches this last couple weeks, and he definitely looks like he's improving, Steve's still only playing him eight minutes a game in small spurts. So he's not the answer either. Either one of those guys needs to really step up 
or they need to find someone, whether it's um, in the, you know, via a trade or a buyout. Uh, because right now they're playing Anthony Lamb 20 minutes per game, and he's doing a really good job, all things considered, for a two-way guy. But I, I'm not sure you want to convert him and use him in that 20-minute-per-game role when you get to the playoffs. Uh, and their only other option is play Draymond and Looney 40-plus minutes a game. And, you know, that's what leads to Draymond's back hurting. That's what – Looney's Iron Man, apparently. Like, I don't think he gets hurt anymore. But, like, those are – they just need one front court player to solidify the rotation because everything else on this roster is just about being healthy. I feel like they're coming into gear and they can match up with anyone. But they are thin in the front court right now. So – Figure that out, whether it's James Wiseman miraculously developing over the course of a couple months, Jamichael Green figuring it out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, or, you know, maybe maybe a Jay Crowder gets bought out. Maybe you make a trade wow. for a P.J. Washington. I don't know. But the point of the matter is that's the only hole in the rotation I see right now. Dante yeah. has been a stud. Kuminga's found his place. Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Poole, those guys are all known quantities. Everything is solved except for that one backup front court player. Yeah, I mean, at some point, like Steph, we were talking about, or I always said, the reason they won that championship last season, Steph took a month off because of injury. It was required. Mm-hmm. Draymond's going to take a month off at some point. He is. Yeah. And you're I mean, going to have to weather that stretch like they are now with Steph out. Maybe they'll be able to just kind of piecemeal week off here, a couple games off there. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty clear Draymond's not going to play the remaining 44 games. You know, he's going to need – yeah, he, he – if he may play 30 of those 45 remaining games. That would be probably. I hope so. I hope Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. I mean, if he plays the remaining games, something he either got a new body where it's just like, I don't know. I don't think 2022 Mm -hmm. or 2023 were there yet. Technologically from a technology perspective, but uh, he's got a, he's got a rest. It's what happens when you're 30 plus. I mean, Anthony Davis is falling apart again. You play that physical. Like he's, he is a six, six big man. He's played 33 games this season. 30 out of the remaining 45 would put him at 63. That's a very good number for Draymond. Yeah. Yeah. I I would like him to be at about that 60 to 65 games on the season mark. That's probably what he needs to be healthy going into the playoffs. My last resolution is the most important resolution for all Warriors fans. Eat more Pacific catch. We had the Warriors are undefeated when I get some ramen noodles. I don't think it's a stretch to say the season turned when Pacific catch decided to join forces with light years and, um, and create the noodle time menu that has clearly led to this winning homestand. So if you guys want to see the warriors continue winning, there's really only one way to do it. And that's to get some Pacific catch. Wow. Well done. <laughs> well done. The tweets are amazing too, by the way, people are just sending us photos of them. Yes, please, please continue to do that. Please. Anytime you go to Pacific catch or something, send us, send us a tweet. Well, we, you know, we, we always retweet it. We'll forward it on. Um, it's amazing. good. Local business. We like to support local. You and I are born and raised in the Bay area. It's important to us. We want to continue supporting local businesses. So yeah, appreciate you guys. Live show at Pacific catch. Tim's asking that is in the works. I can't speak to the details, but maybe sometime mid-season. Shit, we're in mid-season. <laughs> we may have something coming up. It is in the works. It is in the works. It's been One a while last- since our last. It's been a while since our last live show. Last our last live show, the Warriors drafted John the Kaminga. Now we're watching Jonathan Kaminga grow up as <laughs> a warrior. Incredible. Incredible. Last live show, I was childless. Now I have a now I have a one year old, and you know half my beard's turned gray. It is. These, is these are true. 
These are the things that have happened. One quick call out before we get to the voicemails. Uh, Light Years will also be hosting every Warriors game the remainder of the season on playback. We're trying something new. Uh, it's not always going to be Andy and me hosting. But we'll, we'll host like a couple times a month for sure. But we're rotating in the loyal goons as lead hosts to make sure someone is always hosting for the remainder of the season. It's a lot of fun. I'll probably be in there for most every game for at least certain stretches. But I want to give you guys a home base to go hang out and watch games together and do it there. Lastly, if you want to host, message me or the Light Years account. Let me know you're interested and we can get you on the schedule. We're still looking for people. We've filled maybe a third of the games, but there's still there's spaces available if you ever want to host or be a mod for a specific game. Every single game. That's amazing. It's amazing. Let's go. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Let's go. Let's get to the goons. (laughs) Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. I just wanted to say, um, are you guys ready to say that we're we're back into playoff contention now? Um, and one last thing I wanted to say, Dante, can you guys tell me, in the fourth quarter, did he not display a little bit of GP2? Just the way he got that steal from um, Dame and just the way he started running up the court. And then after he just shoots a three, I don't know. At least to me, it just reminded me of some GP2. Um, he's filling in that role in a better way, honestly, in my opinion. And I just can't wait to see it. Dubs and four, baby. Let's go. Back-to-back champion. The uh, the Dante and G- GP2 comparisons are always – they're great. Different players. Uh, I think Kaminga's maybe a better comparison, but it's it's different body – I mean, same body type, so it's always going to be Dante and GP2. Dante's a better ball handler. I think he just has more – he's going to make more money because he can shoot better and he can handle the ball, and he can be a little bit more of a playmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think he was going to be this good defensively. I mean, the, the steal that he on Damian Lillard was peak GP2. Just give me the fucking rock. I just – I didn't know he was that good def- – I had no idea. Looks like he is. Look, is he going to get $20 million? I just can't, mm-hmm. can't stop thinking about it. I just can't stop thinking about it. Good for him. Good for him. We'll see. I'm going to see what kind of cap loophole I can find to potentially bring him back <laughs> to words. But, yeah, I don't know. I, he's – I mean, just – Definition of a winning player, yeah, you know? Is. Yeah, he is. All right, so I got to give some love to uh, Kalen and Fitz. Can't believe I'm oh. saying it. First time caller, by the way, wow. named Daniel. Um, that last run that the Warriors went on, Kalen had me believing <laughs> in the chops of this team for the first time, talking about their mental toughness, their resilience. Man, I know this has been home cooking, but it's it's great in 2022 like this and then you look at the start of 2023 atlanta 
Detroit, Orlando, Phoenix without Booker, all at home, no back-to-backs, and then a road trip with the first three games being against San Antonio, Chicago, and Washington. Are we looking at like a 5-2 and two or 6-1 and one start to 2023? I, I got to know what you guys think. And maybe just getting out of the funk with the road woes with San Antonio, Chicago, and Washington. Oh, a lot let's of go. <laughs> it was a deep fake. I thought he was done. Um, yeah, man. I, I think we've spent so much time focusing on the home stretch of it that this road trip is not particularly tough. Um, I know they've been terrible on the road. I'm pulling it up here right now, but it's like, all right, after the home stand at San Antonio, tanking Chicago tanking, whether they like it or not, <laughs> Washington, they should tank. Okay. Boston's tough. Cleveland's Boston, tough. Cleveland, Brooklyn's tough. Yeah. Yeah. No, but even Brooklyn's back at home. That's right. They come back home. Then they go to OKC. There's, I mean, there's a, let's just talk that five game road trip there. Three. And if they can take this positive energy into the road trip, which so far they have not on the season at all. Um, <laughs> Three and twos, three and two is absolutely possible on this road trip. Like they're they're better than three of those teams for sure. The other two, I mean, it's just tough to win in Boston and Cleveland. They're back to back too. I mean, that's that's yeah. a loss. I mean, that's just, one regardless. of those. One of those will be a big rest loss. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. No, no. It's if they can win three of the next four games. Now you're talking about a seven and one stretch at home, and then you win three of those on the road, and and. Like you said, I mean, they should win those three on the road. I mean, they haven't done it yet, but we're thinking, we're assuming, we're hoping, we're praying that they're turned. They've turned a corner here, so they should be beating the Washington Wizards on the road. Like that's and it does a San Antonio like, Spurs on the road. Come on, let's be serious. And it does sound like Steph will be back there. Now it does seem like oh, Sam sources. <laughs> everyone seems to be taking a couple extra games longer than we expect. So who knows? But like, should get Steph back at some point around then. So. We'll see. I mean, I, I, I bet you. I bet you. What happens is he's ready to come back at the end of that homestand, and he comes back the second game of the road trip. Like it feels like they're going to go on the road, and they're going to mm. go. And Steve's and Steve and Rick Celebrini is going to say, you know what? Can we can we steal one on the road? Can we win one without Steph? And then maybe they'll lose it, and then and then okay, all right, let's let's get Steph back here. I feels like that's what's going to happen. Peak Warriors behavior is what is what that is. Um. Yeah. Now that I'm looking at it, yeah, it's definitely going to be the 16th versus the Wizards in DC. Um, he's not okay. So they're going to try to steal the Spurs game without Steph, like you yep. said, yep. and then they're going to see a back to back. They're like, well, they really want to play back to back. Let's just have him play the second one. It's his yeah, first okay. game back. Um, but who knows? It he is doing on court work. Steve Kerr said that, so oh, it's it's getting there. Let's get to Two the next from one now. Too. Makes sense. Yeah. Hey, what's up, my boys, my players? This is Yonkey here. I'm a long time listener. This Stephen Wiggins stint with them being out is going to be low-key real good for the boys. You know, the boys, because uh, the young guys are learning how to play. And uh, come playoff time, they're going to be ready for the challenge. My boy, Trenzo, Dante DiVincenzo, he's out here doing the Lord's work. He stripped the ball out of Mr. Oakland, Dame Lillard. You guys heard when Fitzgerald said Dame wears zero for the, for Oakland. Talk about some horse shit right there. Anyway, boys, I appreciate your work. And uh, as always, fuck Dylan Brooks. He looks like he just crawled out of a dumpster with a bad hair day. I appreciate you guys. And, uh, you know, looking forward to hearing wow. Yonkey. Wow. Well done. Well done. We need more energy like that. More Chenzo. energy like that. Yeah. Uh, Dante, 
Dante's steal of uh, Dame is one of the better highlights of the season so far. Yes. yes. Hi there, guys. Uh, uh, amazing win. I got one thing, though. Just one thing. My hottest take. Uh, when uh, Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole uh, around that time, Damian Lillard was asked about it. And Damian Lillard made some kind of weird comment like, um, Jordan Poole, I mean, basically he put put his hands on Draymond Green first. So, like, kind of pushed him. And he was uh, in blind on that. And he said, if you push somebody, then you better be ready to take a punch or something. Something along those lines. And I, at the time, I thought, well, Jordan Poole's not going to, like, you know, um, he's going to be like, what the fuck? What, what was that about? So he, he was gonna, I thought he was going to remember it. I thought he did. He wanted to show off that, hey, I'm here now, you know. So I'm really happy. Although he he does make like some stupid fucking errors all the time, but you know the outside is huge, and I think if the Warriors are not saying anything, so who am I to complain? So I'm happy with the win. Thank you for taking my call. Appreciate it, my man. By the way, Dame 100% said that because he's been recruiting Draymond for a decade. You defend any action Draymond makes just to see if it gives him like a one percent chance at stealing him to his team. That is the the least uh secret uh, let the, yeah i knew you were trying to say my brain's mush. <laughs> but that is that is the yeah portland loves him dane loves him and i think cj they, they tried but uh which is which is why i think you know anytime people are like you know uh they always have something to say about steph and draymond where it's you know they, we could do this if steph has draymond he's the heartbeat of the team you know it's always i think it was, as a warriors fan you're always like well steph is this great but it's i think people know how great draymond is on the court people know how great he is and steph knows how great he is which is why as i always say draymond like going anywhere as long as steph is on the team as long as he's on the team steph knows the value of draymond green and i mean those guys are going to retire here together hopefully hopefully clay with as well but you know those three guys are going to be here for a very long time yeah Hey, guys, I think we all know what the biggest takeaway from this four-game winning streak is. Jermichael Green is a scrub, and he's out of the rotation when he comes back. No need for him. He was the real Wiseman after all. (laughs) I mean, they need better production from that that position. There's no no way around that. (laughs) Toby gets healthy. It looked like he had a lower leg infection. It's weird. It's odd. Yeah. Um, that doesn't sound great. Yeah. Good. Yeah. At all. So hopefully he'll get, he was playing better when, when he was, he got sick. So same with Wiseman. He's, I mean, he's back and he's playing better. It's just, it's just, can they afford to wait for those to, to wait to find out if they can get even better than that? I mean, maybe not right to your point. Maybe not. Yeah. My, my perspective is they're probably not going to make a trade because I just bet against it. But if they were, it's not happening until February anyway. So if what they need is those two players to play better, to open up options, then we can see what's up. So it feels like a, uh, feels like a buyout is going to happen. It doesn't feel like. Yeah. And, and like, trade, I, right? I threw this on Twitter and I, I do feel this way while I'm not opposed to making a trade. It does feel like currently everyone is just trying to rip off contending teams in trades. Like, Dude, who's trade five picks for Gobert? Like, what, what are we doing here? You know, yeah. like that sort of stuff. And it's just like you get the feeling like if the Warriors tried to trade Wiseman, a team's probably asking for the 2028 pick 
you know, stuff like that in addition to him. And it's like, you really going to do that? No, you might as well, you might as well wait till February, see what everyone's best and final is. Right. Yeah. I mean, you work, you work sales. You you know how it goes. You got to go wait for that best and final. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, the Warriors gave up a pick far away to get, get rid of the Andre contract and it's not going to come back to bite them. I don't think, um, cause they are going to win enough mm-hmm. games, but I mean, it's next year's first, right? Like what happens if, if they do tank next, next year? So, um, I think like, that's what Memphis was. That's what Memphis was saying, thinking they were like, well, this can't last forever. Like we're, yeah. we're going to go and Steph's, get a little, that's going to be 36 then. Yeah. You know, it's, it's stuff like that. Yeah. Ironically. Warriors I mean, that's what, that's what the Pelicans did with, with AD. Yeah, they're exactly. like, they're like, we don't want your pick right now. We want your pick in four years. Uh, and she's gonna get one Vinyama, like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably not, but like, I mean, maybe. they are gonna get a top 10 pick, so um, yeah, not not that like all that's to say, like, we're not really gonna know how likely any of those moves are until we get closer to the deadline. It just is what it is, yeah. Oh my god, it is actually 2023 here, and we are warriors. Fans, and I figured it out, and hell, fucking yeah, we smashed the fucking Blazers, and that's it. Was that Nick Adams? <laughs> He's blacked out. <laughs> wow, I love the international callers. By the way, you guys can call into the voicemail line. It is it is just a Google Voice line, so you just got to call it like you're calling. Any other number, press the international code, and you're good to go. Uh, this is Blake from the 408, and I guarantee that Mops will return to the sidelines at Chase. When players fall, they're now using towels. I don't get it with their hands. So my hot take is that the Mop will return. Uh, I have no that's, comment. That's yours. I'm, that's all I'm, you, man. <laughs> oh, right, let's dim next. Let's keep it moving. Yeah, JP might be like the dumbest like player I've ever seen play. Like, it's like it's it's like Kelly Oubre. It's like more talented than Kelly Oubre, but he might actually be like a complete idiot. Um, this was like this was like an annoying game to watch. Like this team is really young and dumb. But like like, like they make great like they make great plays. Then like then like awful plays the next possession like two days close. I think. I, I he must have called mid game because that's how it must have been me too. It must have been me call that must have been a, my burner calling in Sam but you know the more and more I think about it the more it's like this type of team I mean if Draymond wasn't it's just it's just like a, a 30 plus 32 win team that you're watching grow up like that's what that's what watching John, Jonathan Kuminga and Jordan Poole is like right it's like you're just watching them get better and uh I think as Warriors fans it's just it's just hard because it's for us it's just trying to watch them win a championship and growing pains are the the the, the least you want to watch especially as young players you don't want to watch growing planes it's just it's different, but it's kind of cool. I think when you watch them figure it out in real time, which is why I tweeted about Kaminga growing up in real time. That was it's awesome to see Kaminga just figure shit out <laughs> at age twenty one, as he just slowly gets better. I mean, it's pretty sweet. You don't often get to see that on a contending team. So I don't know. Maybe Lakeup's right. Maybe, maybe he's right. Yeah, 
I take that back. I take that back. Keep moving. <laughs> keep moving. Keep moving. Yeah, you're you're already in party party mood, in a good mood, thinking it's uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah, no. Nah. Anyway, let's keep going. Good morning, light years, and uh, happy New Year, Sam and Andy. Uh, this is Alex calling from happy a year to you. very soggy Bayview. Uh, just wanted to say, <laughs> uh, exciting game. Uh, obviously, pool and uh, and clay were amazing. Uh, Dante is looking great. Uh, but I'm just also really excited about the way they finished that one uh, and the way they've been finishing games lately because I think, you know, you look at that awful start and the uh, the finishing is what really stands out, even with Steph and Williams healthy. So um, I was wondering if you think uh, it might be something that Kerr was touching on in the postgame, which is that the roles for guys are just getting more defined, like people know what they're supposed to be doing, the minutes they're going to be playing. Uh, and I wonder if that's enough to have stabilized the team that you think, you know, maybe we don't need a big trade. Maybe it's just a buyout guy, something like that. Anyway, uh, great win. Let's keep rolling. Happy New Year. Uh, yeah. I mean, I do think part of it is uh, roles coming in a little better. So, like, Dante Dante has been a major stabilizing force. He's not Iguodala, but in some ways he plays the role of being, like, the adult with the bench guys pretty well for the Warriors, even though he's starting now on the regular. Um, and, yeah, not much else to add. Yeah. Say what you want about Curry. Say what you want about LeBron. No one in the league is dominating more than Fred Lillard. Okay? <laughs> from Monterey Bay Aquarium, he lights out. Fred Lillard for mayor. Uh, Mid-broadcast, Kalena called it Fred Lillard. And I was just like, oh, I missed that. Yeah, it was, it was just, it was a Pete Kalena fits like cringy, but also kind of hilarious moment. Somebody, somebody brought in a, uh, I forgot to respond to it, but somebody shouted out Fitz and uh, Kalena. I, you know, I'll say this, dude, like when, when the Warriors have those great moments last night, like when Clay hit that three, God, is Fitz good? God, is he good? Like he does know how to, rise up to the moment, rise up to the occasion uh, in those things. I mean, just the rest of the game is rough, you know, with Fitz, as we all know. But, mm-hmm. dude, he is he is good when the game gets great. He is he is one of the best. <laughs> I'm sad I missed that. That is Pete Kalena, though. That is, that it is, is, it is Pete Kalena. Let's get to the next one. Hi, guys. Uh, just wanted to call in and, you know, note the uh, sad – of affairs for Oakland's own Damian Lillard in that he is now even worse than Kirkland brand Curry's substitute Jordan Poole, which, you know, really weighs heavy on my heart for the poor guy that he still can't even beat us on our worst day with our B team. And just feel bad for him. You know, hope that loyalty keeps him warm at night. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I do, I do, uh, I do feel for Dame. He just tends to always lose to the Warriors. I gotta in look up his overall. This, I, I gotta look up his overall record. It's the same be. way each time, right? Like, wasn't this just the exact same way that they lost in 2019 in the Western Conference Finals? It's just, just every game was Portland just, just looking great for two quarters and then slowly getting choked out. By the war, it just every single game was the same. Andre swipes him, Dante swipes it. Just 
I just Dame's a very good place. Might even be a Hall of Famer one day. Um, Hall of Famer. He is a Hall of Fame. He is a Hall of Fame. Well, there you go. But uh, man, every time as Warriors fans, every time you watch Dame, are you, are you ever scared of him? Are you ever are you ever rattled by by Damian Lillard? Are you ever worried going up against a team led by Damian Lillard? It's just and as great as he is, it just that's never been the case as a Warriors fan. So it's kind of, kind of tough. I mean, like Fitz was saying, he's from Oakland and all that, right? So I mean, you can bet, bet Damian Lillard has an eleven and twenty one record against the Warriors Jeez. in his career, and he's one in a, one in twelve in the playoffs. That one win came a game Steph missed injured. So. <laughs> So the zero and twelve, he's zero and twelve against Stefan, Stefan, uh, and Draymond. That's and Owen, yeah, zero and eight was no KD. So you can't blame the, uh, you know, the KD era Warriors because uh, KD didn't play in eight of those games. So <laughs> shout out to the shout out to Damon the Blazers, man. They've been a, a good punching bag for the Warriors through the years. Good for, good for them. Hey guys, this is Shree from San Ramon. Huge fan, you guys always kill it, always have the best insights, commentary, all that jazz. I think the Warriors are in as good a place as I could expect them to be in right now, but I think we need to up the Kaminga minutes even more than what Kerr currently has in place. The guy is too skilled defensively. He is too important in unlocking transition offense. I think, yeah, he's young. Yeah, he's going to make mistakes. This is the time right now to just let it ride with him. And I know we're on this nice little four-game streak. I feel like the season looks a whole lot different than it did the day Steph went out. But I think mm-hmm. you got to ride with Kaminga. I think this guy is the Warriors' present and not just the future. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's why my resolution was his shot. You can tell that's probably the one – major thing that keeps him off the floor like you it's hard to play him next to Draymond and Looney at the same time for example because that's three non-shooters and you know if he can become a reliable catch and shoot option then I think Steve would play him 30 plus minutes a game because you know you know Kerr wants to have as many two-way forces as possible like his dream team is is Steph Draymond and like three Wiggins right you know or three Clays that type of thing right like just like Bunch of two-way wings plus staff plus Draymond. And, you know, Kuminga, if the shot comes around, he, they, the shot comes around, they can do that. They can go Steph and Draymond with Clay, Wiggins, and Kuminga, right? You know, so. God, that's, that's I mean, that, that's a hell of a, it's Andre. He's in the Andre role. He's not the same. I mean, they're missing the ball handler, that, that the ball handling that Andre gives them. But, geez, that defense it's running back 2015, dude, is what it is, mm-hmm. is what that defense is. Now, Andre is a genius, but better. Hey, yeah. Where is he? When is that guy coming? I feel like I ask this every other week. Is that guy ever going to come back? Is he ever going to play again? My, I have no, no intel, no insight. My gut, just based on the way they're doing things, is after the All-Star break. Okay. They literally signed him, and they're like, you could play 15 regular season games, and we'll use you in the playoffs. Okay. Um. And when they looked like they were going to be a, what I mean, look, man, they could still end up in the play-in, but like, it's one of those gambles where uh, if they end up a seven or eight seed, it's going to look pretty dumb. But if they end up a four or three seed, it's going to look really smart. So, so there, here's here's what I think. We got one more goon coming up after this. Close it out. Here's what I think. Then they have two young guys that they hope 
are going to to push towards um, like true, true, true great rotation minutes. His pool is already kind of already there in Kaminga. They have mm-hmm. Andre, who's the vet buyout essentially. Like, that's going to be sure. there post post All Star. Big wing, then, another big wing. Yeah, <laughs> another big. And then and then the I, look. I don't think a trade is going to happen either at this point. So I think it's another buyout or Ty Jerome is going to be the two way guy. So he's already playing, right? So maybe they convert him into that spot. So if they convert Ty Jerome and get a buyout, they'd have to cut someone, probably Jermichael Green, right? So that's probably what they do. So I would think that's. You got two young guys that you hope develop even further to for impact minutes, mostly Kaminga, and then you've got Andreas to vet buyout to you get another guy. So I would say that's probably their reinforcements uh, that they're going to. I, get I do, year. I do agree with you. By the way, on Ty Jerome, I could, I think they're gonna. They don't really need him in the playoffs, but he's such a Warriors player, and they're probably going to lose Dante. And he's not the defender Dante is, but he absolutely is kind of like the ball moving, like. Warriors motion offense type of big guard. Um, I could definitely see them converting him and giving him a second year guaranteed, like a Juan Toscano Anderson contract, just because it's like finding guys who fit what you do for that cheap is hard. And it's kind of important because of how much tax they're paying. So let's get to the last one. What's good, fellas? This is Izzo. Long time, first time, man. Love love what y'all do, man. Uh, I just got to say, man, after watching last night's game, my take, hot take, warm take. This team is not 2021's team. This team. Damn, I lost my train of thought. Okay, here's what I was going to say. <laughs> An Ubre Baysmore team was not winning this game. Not at all. At, at halftime, we went into this up four, and I was like, we're losing this game. But we won this game. So. I do not believe this is 2021. It's a different squad. We got we got some real real dogs, and I'm confident, man. I'm confident, but I'm scared. And I just want to ask y'all, man, can, can I let my guard down? Sam, Andy, can I let my guard down? Please tell me I can let my guard down. Please. All right, y'all. Happy New Year. It's amazing. It's an amazing call. It's an that amazing is an call. awesome call, and um. I agree with him. I kind of wish we put that one off the top, honestly. Sometimes we put these in random order and I forget, but it's like, yeah, he's right. Bazemore and Oubre aren't winning this game. <laughs> um, and I think I'm ready to go there. This is not the 2020-21 Warriors. Are they the 2022 Warriors to be seen? They feel somewhere in between right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can he let his guard down? Can he? <laughs> No, never, dude. Never. You should never. But the Warriors have also won four championships. So and I think nobody's blaming you if you do. Uh, to your point, they are probably in between those teams. Each team has a different story to them. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this this Warriors team has probably an entirely different story of any team that we're ever going to see, mainly because they, they're trying to incorporate these young dudes um, into a style of play that I think is just so difficult. The Warriors is such a difficult place to play if you really – it seems easy from the outside, but now that we've seen this for years, it is so hard to play the warrior style of basketball, especially if you're either a coming in as like a veteran that has played a certain way for 10 years or B as a kid that has never played the style before, like Kaminga and Wiseman, right? It's just so even Moody, who's just, who's just not good right now. It's just so hard. So, I mean, if the warriors win a championship, this route, it is it is something we can say confidently we've never before seen ever before seen so that's 
pretty pretty damn cool with the way that they are now. 19 and 18, eighth place, two games back of the four seed with Steph coming back a week or two from now, hopefully. That is Wiggins back on Monday. So, I mean, this is kind of the perfect way to end 2022, right? Kind of the perfect way. To end the when, year. They, when they win the championship, fifth one, with Kuminga getting a finals MVP, will the city of San Francisco build a 100-foot-tall golden Joe Lacob statue? At and least. and and my second question for you is, what are you bringing to leave at the footsteps of the statue the first day? <laughs> a Kirk Lakeup jersey signed <laughs> by Kirk himself, dude. If they if Joe pulls this off, I mean, come on, I mean, come on. is that? Yeah, we can we can dream we can dream, but that is uh, look, man, the, the Warriors are in a good place now. It, it a month ago it was it was a lot different, so. Um, Golden State Warriors, figuring shit out. Figuring shit out. Appreciate everyone. Have a happy new year. We will be back after the Hawks game. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com